thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Speak Up and Engage, bringing next generation health, wellness, inspiration and empowerment to the youth of today. A spectacular collaboration between the Sunshine Coast Council and spirithive.org. Hi, I'm Toby Bogart. I'm Bridget Kelly. And I'm Laura Pettigrew. And today we have our very own, here on the Sunshine Coast, Sunshine Coast Lightning. Uh, They're a netball team. If you don't know about them, you're probably living under a rock. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they're they're pretty much superstars at netball. Uh, They compete at a national level, I think, yeah. And we've got two of the players here with us. We've got Annika and Shaz. So, uh, Shaz, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Laura Sherian, or everyone just calls me Shaz. Yeah. Um, I play wing attack centre for the Sunshine Coast yeah. Lightning, and I've been up here, this is my third year on the Sunshine yeah. Coast, and I love being up here. Yeah. Mm. And how about you, Annika? Um, yep. I'm Annika. People call me Annie. Um, I'm originally from Perth, so I moved up to the Sunshine Coast in November last year. Yeah. I played for two years with the West Coast Fever, which is the team from Western Australia, and now I'm up here with the Lightning and loving it on the coast. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Which is better? Oh, Sunshine Coast Lightning. That's <laughs> <laughs> good did answer. Did you move to the coast for the Lightning? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Best move. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look at us now. (laughs) We were like the bottom almost. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, (laughs) Benny. And um, Shez, were you? Where are you from before the Lightning? Um, Originally, I'm from Victoria. Um, Moved to Canberra for a couple of years, and then up to Brisbane and did all my netball development in Brisbane. I played for the Firebirds for one year in 2010. Um, and then had a big break between contracts until Lightning offered me a contract up here in 2016. So exciting times. So were you playing um, netball still competitively through? Yes. Yep. So I was playing um, netball in the level just under the National League, um, hoping to catch another break with another team. Um, The competition changed slightly at the end of 2016, and I was lucky enough to get offered this up here whilst um, in between contracts I finished uni. So I have a Bachelor of Health Science in Naturopathy um, and worked at a few health food stores and did a lot of other things. Yeah. So it was actually a really good time for me yes. um, to explore other opportunities outside of netball. Yeah. So are you both studying? Yeah. Um, I think both of us have graduated. So I studied public relations and events management. So oh, I'm yeah. doing a little bit of work in that up here on yeah. the coast. But, yeah, mainly, mainly netball for me. Yeah, so it's just netball now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have little things on the side going yeah. on. Um, we, we love to cook, oh, um, yeah. both of us. So we've started our own little businesses. Yeah. Um, I've got Shares' Kitchen, which has started up. Um, oh, that sounds like it's all catch on. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Um, so, yeah, we're both very passionate being in the yeah. kitchen. Slightly mm-hmm. different um, things we like to cook. Annie's a cookie monster, that's for sure. She makes the most amazing mm-hmm. biscuits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Should have bought that one. Yes, yeah, so Annie's got Animentary. Do you want to tell yeah. us about Animentary? Yes, yeah, so I've got Animentary. It's a bit of a play on word of my name I and like the word it. elementary. <laughs> yeah. um, if you didn't know me, it's like nutrition. Um, so, yeah, I just make cookies, big, like, chunky, like, New York-style cookies. Yeah. And I sell them down in the sports hub, actually, at Deliciously Clean Eats. And then there's also a cafe back home, which stocks them, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to expand it a bit next year when I come back for the next yeah. season. 
So you were saying that you were at uni. How did you guys, I guess, balance, because um, you guys were athletes at the time as well as studying, how did you balance that? Um, so I started studying when I was at the Australian Institute of Sport down in Canberra. I was there for three years for netball. And I think it was actually really important to have things outside of netball that I could focus on. And studying was one of those things. I've always worked part-time as well. And um so I think it was about time management, but it was very important to have it as well. So I only studied part-time at the start um, for the first three years. So I think it took me six years to finish uni over a four-year degree, but got there in the end. And and as it turns out, it's so important to have something outside of netball when netball's not going right for you. And I think I found that out the hard way at one stage. You know, it was very I was very focused on netball during my year with the Firebirds. And um, luckily, I was still doing uni at the same time and could find new things once that contract was lost. But, yeah, definitely enjoyed doing uni um, for six years, probably a bit too long. <laughs> but um, it was definitely important to have something outside yeah. of netball. Yeah, I guess I was a little bit different to Shez. So I came straight out of school and went straight into uni and finished it in three years, not quite six. Um, <laughs> full time, so I managed to get in and get it done. It was hard balancing it with netball. And like Shez before, said before, I was playing in that that league underneath the Super Netball at the time, so the Australian Netball League, which made it a little bit easier because there wasn't quite so much training and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I was able to get it in, finish it all. I was probably a little bit slack on my studying and stuff, but I managed to get through with good enough grades to pass everything. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, um, so what originally got you guys into netball? Um, I think it was definitely for me, my family. So I actually started playing netball when I was four. Um, mm. So I lived in a little country town in Victoria and um, my mum coached my sister's team and one week they were short and I'd been playing around with the ball heaps and I was like, put me in, mum. So, yeah, I think that's when my love of netball kind of started. But I've always played a lot of different sports growing up, yeah. but netball was always the constant one that yeah. I stuck with. Yeah, and... I have two brothers, so they were always really sporty. So I think, like, it was just part of that, that I was going to be, like, play sports and stuff when I was younger as well. And also I think I really got into netball because of my mum because she always used to tell me how she played, like, for South. she's from South Australia, so she played in, like, the underage teams, like, under-17s, under-19s for South Australia, and I just thought it was so cool. And I was like, I want to do that one day. (laughs) And, yeah, (laughs) I think that's what drove me to keep playing netball as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Are your family still in Western Australia? Um, yeah, the majority of them are in Western Australia and one oh, of my brothers lives so in Melbourne. So you missing them? Yeah, I do. I really miss my dog as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you miss your dog more than your family? <laughs> I definitely Don't miss my tell family. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on a podcast now. <laughs> I won't tell them. <laughs> I think this will, though. <laughs> Um, so is it sort of like living the dream playing sport? Because I know there's a lot of kids now, like I, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I want to do soccer professionally. Is it sort of like that numbing feeling that you actually can do this? Yeah. A- you can still do that. What are you? How old are you? 15. Yeah, I think you had a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, particularly after 
losing my contract in 2011 or not being re-offered again, it was a really disappointing time for me. And then um, I kept sending out videos and ringing coaches and kept trying to keep my training up at the yeah. same level so I could create an opportunity to play here again. So yeah. it's definitely a bit of a pinch myself moment for yeah. me, um, having the opportunity up at the here at the Lightning and getting to play with the caliber of players and getting coached by the likes of Nolene who just won a world yeah. championships and things like that. But um, so much more came from having this opportunity up here in the coast and I also found somewhere where I want to permanently call home and yeah. just build a house with my partner up here. So, yeah, it's definitely been a magical kind of moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very cool. I remember when I got my first contract that day, like, I feel like I don't even know what, what I said after that. I was just, like, in shock. Like, oh, my God, are you, like, actually signing me? Because I was, like, 20 when I got signed. So, I, like, I feel like, oh, it's probably not super young these days. It's pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. young, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I just wasn't expecting it because my coach at the time was was saying to me that, oh, you might get a training partnership like contract but you probably won't get like a contracted player so when I got offered, offered that like I don't know like what I was thinking it was just insane and it's been so cool since then like being part of this is awesome and I think yeah. definitely up here with the lightning it's like a real family it's so nice it's such a great club to like move across the country for because yeah. like I just feel like they are my family and they've really, like, brought me into the fold. It's so nice. I love being up <laughs> here. Nice. Did Knowles call you um, to offer you the contract here? Yes. Yeah. That Did was she tell you her name? Because she forgot to tell me who it was. <laughs> so she rang me and this crazy Kiwi lady was, like, going on about, you know, wanting to play at the Sunshine Coast and I was like, um, I have no idea who this is. She didn't introduce it. <laughs> nothing. And she just left the message. And I was like, I think I need to call this lady back and be like, yes, but I don't actually know who it is. <laughs> so I'm like, no, make sure you use your name when you ring people. <laughs> yeah. When she called me, or she was she was always telling me about all the swimmers and stuff at, at USC. And I was like, oh, cool. Like she was winning, trying to sell me, like moving up here because all of the swimmers and the great swim program was up here. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not a swimmer, but I'm coming from that ball, right? <laughs> so um, what's it like for you guys to be, you know, playing a team rather than solo? Like, yeah. Um... Personally, for me, I love playing in a team because um, you're out there as a group, not by yourself, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's a group effort. Everyone's in. And even it's um, more than just us being a team, it's the whole club combined and what we can contribute to something bigger than ourselves, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome because you get to celebrate the wins together with somebody, but also, like, you're not – I feel like – in a way, you don't, you're not as quite as harsh on yourself. You are in that you don't want to let the team down. But I feel like in an individual sport, you can really like be real harsh mm. on yourself and it can be quite detrimental to like mental health, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, it's just awesome to be able to share it with other people rather than just kind of training day in, day out by yourself. I can imagine that would get a little yeah. bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> and netball's such a cool sport as well that, you know, you can. It combines skill, athleticism and smarts, whereas, like, I feel like lots of individual sports you have to focus mm -hmm. on, like, 
your speed or your strength or something specific. So you get to work on all these different aspects as a group and that's really cool as well. Yeah. Um, teamwork is such a huge part of netball, like you were just saying. How do you guys get to the stage where you've, your teamwork is to the point where, you know, you guys can work so seamlessly on the court? Like what do you guys do to, you know, gain that teamwork? Yeah, I think it definitely takes time to, like, come together and get those sort of relationships out on the court but yeah I think it's it really comes down to like trusting the people around you and all being on the same page so understanding like specific to netball like understanding all our set structures and plays that we have out on the court and yeah Mm. and I think um we're very lucky at the Lightning, the culture that we've built over the past three years and, and the leaders that started the club have really created something special. So when you come into something like that, it's easy to put your puzzle piece in there and, and fill the space that's required from you and what you can give. And, yeah. and it's a club that you can be very honest and be yourself and that's so important when you're working as a team that what you can bring on the court is important but it's more what you can bring as a person as well and I think the the club the lightning really allow you to do that and express yourself as an individual um so what are like some of the things you do as a team apart from netball oh (laughs) well so many things uh, we went for dinner last night, didn't we, Annie? Yeah. Did we have Japanese? Japanese food. Yeah. Watched a bit of Heart of Dixie. Yeah, Heart of Dixie. <laughs> yeah, we go to the movies a lot. Yeah. Um, Did a bit of pottery. Pottery, yeah. Oh, pottery. Is that place in Nambour? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mum just went there on the weekend. Just <laughs> <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, but even like picnics and stuff outside, the Sunshine Coast is such an awesome place to just yeah. be. Um, so many coffees. <laughs> we know. Every coffee place. <laughs> um, what What's your favourite you? coffee place? Ooh. Look, Tome would be up oh, there, to be honest. What is that? It's just down just down downstairs. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many, though. I have my favourites all around. Um, mm. DCE, Deliciously Clean Eats, have just opened up a cafe in the Sports Hub. So that's really easy for us to access because we've got all our physio and massage there. And you can get um, your cookies. Great cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a regular at Old Bean. Um, where else? CK's. Oh, wow. We could go on forever. <laughs> yeah. So you guys obviously like going out and, you know, just doing normal everyday things, but you guys are obviously really well known now. How do you deal with the fame? Like, do you get people coming up to you while you're having your coffee? <laughs> I feel like since I'm new up here, I haven't really experienced much of that. So Shez is probably a better one to answer this. <laughs> <It's coming. laughs> I feel like I'm like normal height and just like go the under the so radar yeah. a little bit. <laughs> if people do notice us if they've been um, watching some of our games or whatever and come up and say hey and or we've had them at a coaching session and that sort of thing it's really nice and lots of time we notice kids that we've had at coaching or um, come up to us at our game so yeah it's cool yeah and your fans are so lovely too because I've been to a couple of your guys games and they're so involved Mm. and they love coming to watch you guys so when they see you out and about they probably get so excited yeah (laughs) a guy came up to me in the supermarket the other day actually before our game down in Brisbane and he's like what are you doing here aren't you like don't you need to play I was like yeah we're not playing for a few hours yet I don't need to go just yet so nice so like to have that support up there (laughs) Annie and I um, do quite a lot together and we were in the supermarket a few months ago and there was this little boy and we forget that there is actually quite a big height difference and he was like 
that girl is so big to his mouth. <laughs> and then I was like, no, the other girl's just really, really small. <laughs> Um, so I understand you just did like a team yoga session. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we went down to Moffat Beach and did a bit of yoga. That oh, was nice. Yeah, early in the morning it was quite nice actually. Like looking out over the ocean, the sun mm. rising while we were doing it. It was really cool, really relaxing. Got us in the right mood to go off the training afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've done um, a few different yogas and stuff when I was living in Brisbane. And to be honest, I probably didn't enjoy them. I just put myself through it because I knew it would be good for me. But this was something totally different because you're outside in the environment and the Sunshine Coast and we were literally right on the beach and you could hear the waves crashing and that sort of thing. And it was a really awesome experience to be that still and quiet and in a big group of people and like in that environment. And I, I really enjoyed it and definitely be doing it again, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So what are some of the things you do on the Sunshine Coast to stay, to stay fit and healthy? We play a lot of netball. Other than netball. <laughs> <laughs> Other than netball. Um, we go for a lot of walks, actually, around yeah. the Sunshine mm-hmm. Coast. And it's cool in the off-season because we get set programs, but they're quite flexible at the same time, so we get to do them outside. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of hills around the sunny coast. Um, bit of point cart ride action. Cart ride. <laughs> Alex Headland. That's got us a few times, hasn't it? Um, yeah, what else do we do? Um, well, do we do did go stand-up oh. paddleboarding. Yeah. That yeah, was that fun. That was cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did you do the um, park runs at um, uh, point cart ride? On no, I've never done them, no. no. We just stick to the hill. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, lots of us haven't actually been living up here during pre-season, but this year there's quite a few of us that have purchased properties, build houses, yeah. or will be here over the um, pre-season or off-season. Yeah. So I think those sorts of things will be awesome for us to experience yeah. during that time. And personally, I'm really excited that I will be up here and on the Sunshine Coast when we won't have so much structure and I'll get to enjoy some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny you guys talk about hills. I have an athletic background and my coach yeah. um, would take me and the, the crew um, to a hill in Kaluin. It's near McDonald's. Okay. And he would call it Heartbreak Hill. Oh. And um, we would just get a text message just saying, meet me at Heartbreak Hill. Oh. And it would be on Saturday afternoons. <laughs> and this hill is gigantic. It's to the point where he wouldn't even walk up it. He would drive up the top and oh, wait for us. <laughs> yeah. And like we'd do so many laps and oh it was terrible so I feel for you guys on the hills we're just like waiting for the message to come yeah you get like PTSD a little bit because you'd be like oh no no it can't be afternoon as well you kind of just want to get it over and done with in the morning yeah Yeah. no it was definitely lived up to its name let's hope Mark McKean our S&C coach doesn't hear this (laughs) he'll be sending us up don't pay attention he'll be like where's this heartbreak hill (laughs) (laughs) so what sort of things do you guys like do in your off seasons and stuff do you um I like to go home (laughs) (laughs) um I also quite enjoy uh traveling overseas I've been to America a couple of times the last few years so that was really what happened last time you went to America Annie (laughs) <laughs> all of the girls teased me because last year when I was in America I was in San Francisco and I was riding across the Golden Gate Bridge and I was going down a very steep hill on the other side of the 
the bridge. Remember that. It's a very steep hill, so I was going at speed, and I fell off and I broke my arm. <laughs> oh, no. Five starting a new contract here on the side. Yeah, it was about three days after I'd signed my contract, and I had to, like, call them and be like, um, I just fell off a bike and broke my arm. Like, oh, my <laughs> How God. did they react? Oh, they're all right. We still had, like, I was, like, fine before we started training again, but I was very nervous about it because I literally signed it, like, a couple of days before. I was like, oh, my God. Well, at least it's a mem- memorable, pla- oh, sorry, yeah. memorable place to exactly. break your arm. Yeah, like, you'd be like, that's where I was. I, I did <laughs> go back on that hill afterwards, not on a bike, in a bus, and it did make give me, like, so how do you guys like stay positive when you have setbacks oh that's a tough one i think um it depends what sort of setbacks it is and i think it goes back to being in a team and an awesome club that there's so much support for us so you know it might be an injury or it might be a bad game you've played but because we're working together as a team and that sort of thing your bad game, someone else can step in and take your place and lift it up again and and that's what's important about having that, that a full 10 that can get on the court. So I think, um, you know, the support from the team is really important and then say an injury or something like that, um, again, we're in a group, we're in a team and everyone else helps each other lift up and I think it's also important to have those things outside of netball so that you've got something else to focus on if there is a setback. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just really good being in that team environment because everyone gets around each other and I think that helps a lot yeah Mm. so what does like one of your training sessions look like oh we do a few different kinds of training so we have our weight sessions and then we have court work sessions and then we also have our captain's run which is what we do the day before the game which we call budja um (laughs) yeah it's an indigenous word Mm. Shez do you remember what it means <laughs> oh, I can't remember exactly. Um, it's remember. something it's like relevant about a gathering before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So in our weight sessions, we all have individual programs. So Shez will do something very different to what I do. Yeah. Um, based on position, stature, that kind of thing. Um, so we start our weight sessions with like four minutes on the bike to check our heart rate. And then we do like a bit of prehab stuff. So that might be, that's like body weight kind of exercises and stretching. And then we get in and do our program. So that all together takes us about an hour. Um, court work sessions, we start off with a bit of activation. So we have like resistance bands that we either have around our ankles or our knees. And we do like squats and like high knees and things with them get a bit of a glute burn (laughs) and then after that we go into activation with Mark our strength and conditioning coach and he we so that's like sprints and more running kind of things and then after that we go into the court stuff and we do a lot of like half court practice testing out different combinations and that sort of thing and then our captain's run involves a bit of both so we do a 20 minute gym session And then we go on the court and do a little bit of conditioning. So we'll do seven minutes of running and then we'll do a bit of sprints and then we'll do a few like half court combinations and then we're done. Ready for the game. So how long long is one of your sessions? Oh, I'd say for um, weights and sort of conditioning sessions, we'll go 
about one and a half hours to two hours. And then our on-court sessions, we're there for about three hours in total, three to three and a half, and that includes um, our meetings beforehand. So we'll meet for about half an hour and discuss the session and what we're going to focus on, depending on who we're playing and who we played the week before. Um, And then afterwards we'll also have recovery sessions as well, so they're a bit longer um, to fit all that in. And then in the afternoons we have physio, massage, meetings, appearances, that sort of thing. So the days fill up pretty quick. That's yeah. yeah. Do you ever have, like, days where you're like, oh, I just don't want to, you know, get up and train or get um, Every now and again I'll have this sort of, oh, I wouldn't mind sleeping another half an hour, and then I remind myself that this is what I've worked for for so long and it's pretty cool that I get to play a sport I love. Um, as my job and there's also nine other people waiting for me at the gym so I need to get there (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think it's like any job I feel like you have your days when you're just a bit like oh do I really have to go go do it today but I always find that when you get there and you start Mm. then you're like oh this is fine like this is good I enjoy doing this yeah Mm. I um always remember like when I was training the best thing and the thing I looked forward to was my after training meal what's your guys (laughs) favorite Okay. After training meal, what do you go for, Annie? Um, Cookie. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was acceptable. (laughs) Um... See, oh. we like to mix it up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not, like, too yeah. structured. Yeah. Mm. After a gym session, it's usually breakfast, and I do I do love my oats. Yeah, I do overnight yeah. oats pretty much every yeah. day. I do enjoy overnight that. Overnight oats. Yeah, so you make them and the day before, and then you yeah. leave them overnight, and it's like a cold porridge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to try There's it. There's a recipe. Yeah. 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 That's a good plug. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, so is it like, has it ever been difficult to try and prioritise netball over like some family things going on? or? Um, personally for me, I'm really lucky that my family is so supportive of my netball and everything I do. But to be honest, my family will always come first. Yeah over everything so um and I think this club um knows that as well as they're part of our family but if you need some time to go and see your family for something they will make that work for you um but yeah I'm very lucky with how supportive my family is with my netball and everything I do in my life yeah Yeah, my family is pretty similar to Shazza's and they're very supportive and kind of understand and all that kind of thing like when they come up and visit they very aware of the fact that I have to train I can't be with them 24 hours a day so yeah they're just very supportive and like she has said the club is very understanding like if you need to go spend time with your family like something's come up yeah and um I know there's probably a few people out there I know I do want to know how how did you sort of find yourself playing professionally in a sport that you love oh um, there's so many different pathways um, for girls and boys to make it in netball and I think that's what's really awesome about our sport is that, you know, you can make it early or you can make it later and there's so many different ways to kind of get there or be involved in the sport. If you're not a player, there's coaching mm-hmm. and there's strength and conditioning and there's all sorts of different jobs now in netball if you love the sport, which is very cool. Um, personally, for me, my pathway... Um, I played in lots of state teams growing up in in Queensland 
Um, my first state team was actually for Victoria Primary School yeah. Netball, but came through um, mainly through Queensland and then there are Australian squads and things picked from there. I was lucky enough to spend three years at the Australian Institute of Sport, so I lived on site um, for three years there and that was the most amazing experience. And, and Canberra is a really cool place to visit if people want to go. It has a bad name sometimes, but seriously, it's a great place to live as well. Um, and then later on, um, obviously, I got picked up with the Firebirds and had my year there. But it just shows that there is different ways to get in to profe- to play professionally if after six years I still got yeah. the offer later on. So that's mm-hmm. really cool for the sport to know that people are keeping their eye out and that programs are working and that yeah. improvements are being made. Yeah. yeah. Um, coming through the underage pathway, in Netball Australia has their – they at every single, like – underage Australian camp you go to they show you this pathway of how you get to diamonds level and like if you look at that pathway I feel like my journey up until now is pretty textbook like I went through all the underage Western Australian teams obviously being from WA I played over there um, so I played under 15s, under 17s, under 19s, under 21s then went into the ANL, which is the level underneath yeah. and then from there, I was in the Western Australian Institute of Sport as well and then found myself getting contracted by the West Coast Fever. And then from there, I the first game I ever played in the league was against the Sunshine Coast Lightning. So that's where they <laughs> saw me play. And, um, yeah, so from my contract with Fever, I was able to be picked up by the Lightning, which was pretty cool. But you weren't always a defender, were you? No. Yeah. I'm a defender now and I used to be a shooter probably up until under 21s I've oh, played really? shooter, so yeah 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 so, mm. is it oh geez what was that <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never done that before that was just really <laughs> puberty <laughs> um, was it very different going from playing shooter to defense because I know in soccer going from defense to striker is very hard yeah it is quite challenging but it's also helpful playing both like there was a um, section in the middle where I was playing both shooter and defense so I at one nationals I remember playing half a game in shooter and then swapping to the other end to play half a game in goalkeeper so So it's a bit crazy but they do really help each other because as a goalkeeper I know what shooters do and don't like and then as a shooter I would know what would beat the defenders so it's quite helpful yeah. yeah, but it's also very, very hard, especially swapping half halfway through a game. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see like both sides, so you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can watch the other end, see what's working, see what's not working, and then swap over and try mm. and fix it. Yeah, that's so. Cool. Have you always played the same positions? I actually started off as a shooter, um, so I played goal attack um, up until probably under 17s, and I really can't understand why I had to leave. I think it's something with my height. Um, so then they moved me to um, wing attack and last year I played more centre which is and the year before which I haven't done much of before but I really enjoyed that as well so centre has a bit more defence than wing attack does Um, but yeah I really like the attacking end and the way in wing attack you can control the play and set things up for the shooters yeah Yeah. I did play midfield being in the centre is like yeah. the control spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like to feel a little bit in control. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, is there anything... Oh, were you going to ask a question? 
I was just going to ask, like, have you versed your old team, like, in the Western Australia team? Was it your friends or <laughs> yes, how did you go? Yeah, the majority of them that I played with, most of their team I played with last year, so a lot of them are my friends. And we have played them twice this season now, and we have beaten them on both Woo-hoo. occasions, <laughs> which is great. I got on the court in the first game against them and played against their big shooter who's from J- Jamaica. She's about the same height as me. And that was definitely fun because obviously I've trained against her for all of last year. So I knew a little bit about her, how to beat her. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely good to come away with the win. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Um, Is there anything left that you guys want to tell the audience listening? Put us on the spot here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly. Any funny stories? Funny stories. Actually, funny story. Yeah. Um, in the um, episode just before you just came in, she was talking about how she went to a baby race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I work is... for Hot 91. Ah, cool. Yeah, and we had a baby race and these little, um, they had to be under 12 months and yeah. they raced. And, um, yeah, the winner won $1,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> It was pretty I cute. I mean, <laughs> I know they all had like their little onesies with like their oh. number and like little. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, they have nephews. Yeah. Oh yeah. So cute. And under race. twelve months, did you say? Yeah, they can't walk or they're DQ'd. Yeah, it's strict. Mm. It's serious <laughs> racing. One of those races. We're not allowed to walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that's pretty funny. The yeah. other day at training, we while the girls. The Netball World Cup's just been on, so half of our team was away over in Liverpool playing in that. And we had been attempting world records. Like legit world records. <laughs> yeah. Like gonna break Guinness world yeah. records. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one we did was we had a straw and you had to blow a Malteser as far as you could. Who won and, that? Um, Maddie, I think. Oh, no, it was right? me. Mm. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, the world record was like 14 metres or something. I think she has got about three. Oh. I think it was like, more like 12. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but what was, oh, the second one we had post-it notes and you had to see how many you could stick oh, on your yeah. face in like 30 seconds yeah, or something. Yeah, that was bad. What's so, the world record for that one? It was like 40-something. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot. How do you like, have that much face? Surface area. Like, yeah. You also ha- we also found out you have to select the right post-it notes because yeah. we had three different colours and everybody who came in the bottom three used blue ones. So yeah. clearly oh. the blue ones. <laughs> I feel like they weren't the actual post-it note brand. I think yeah. you have to have legit ones. Yeah, it was a bit rigged. I had it's all about ones. the quality. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't moisturise your face. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Or sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our last world world record attempt, which we wanted to introduce into our warm up, was a leapfrog rate. Yeah. So, however, you in pairs, you had to keep leapfrogging. And what was the record? The record was like something ridiculous, like seventy or something in a minute. So you had a minute to do as many as you could. Mm. I think you and Maddie won, and you got like. 44 something. or something. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah we were very impressed. Keep we practicing. Yeah, maybe. that's what we decided. We were like, maybe we should leave netball for like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, wanted to, yeah. we wanted to put that one in the warm up. We wanted to see the World Cup girls do it, but nobody yeah. was having it. Yeah, I think Laura, the American captain was like, no, guys, we're not leapfrogging in the warm up. <laughs> 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 I don't Whatever. understand why. <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> 
Well, I personally think the audience would love it if you guys did that in your pregame. Yeah. Warm up. I think it would really confuse the other team. It might throw them off. Yeah. Just yeah, if you just get like um, lay on the floor and blow a Maltese. Yeah. 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 Um. So, any other stories? Ooh. I'm trying to think of any other stories. Mm. Anything you want to tell the viewers? Uh, listeners, sorry, they can't view this. Um, listeners, listeners. <laughs> I was like, where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dress up for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I think I'm good. Yeah. 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 Thanks for your support of the lightning. Yeah. 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 Very welcome. I'll Catch me at your next game. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Sunday, seven pm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Top of the table challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Best oh, in Swiss. Sydney Swiss. Ooh. Yeah. Now, is it your first game back after the World Cup? Um, no, so our first game back was against the Firebirds. Firebirds, um, that's right. Yeah, so that was a good game. We won by two in the end, and it's always a, got a bit of extra spice, the Queensland Derby, that's for sure. So <laughs> it was exciting to come away with the win. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all we've got time for. That was actually a really good episode. I think we all got <laughs> something that we didn't know about um, Laura and Annika. Did I get the names right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, hey. Doing well. I think I can reach out to Um, But, yeah, I, I know I got a lot out of that, and I hope that the listeners got a lot out of that as well. So I want to just thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thank guys. You. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was awesome. And, um, yeah, until we meet again, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you have us back. We've got these little sign out things, so if we say some like catchy quote, it's it's not weird. Okay, Okay. go for it. All right. You want to lead us off, Bridget? Well, I'm still working on mine, so Bridget might have to go again. (laughs) (laughs) Keep smiling. Until next time, don't count the days, but make the days count. You've been listening to Speak Up and Engage, the next generation in wellness. To follow our podcasters, head on over to allthews.facebook.com forward slash speakupengage. You can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash speakupengage. To find out more about the Sunshine Coast Council, go to allthews.sunshinecoast.qld.gov.au. And to find out more about Spirit Hive and how Spirit Hive is bringing empowerment and inspiration to the youth and the communities local to you, go to spirithive.org. We're going to see you here same time next week. Thanks for tuning in. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great, positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people, actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and and, um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. 
Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's uh, it could be life changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome, and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.